Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more and remember subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week the cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz with, <laughs> with the savage premium so go to go to glow.fm slash savage premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else thank you very much it's a beautiful day here in the san francisco area I look out on the bay and I say, well, 
I could do this, I could do that. I could go on a boat, I can take a car ride, but my mind won't let me, I can't do it anymore. I can hardly sleep lately as I see what this degenerate leftist senile creature in the White House is doing to this nation. He is the most far left president in American history. Now you say, well, he's senile. Well, he is part of the time. So who's pulling his strings? Oh, it's anyone's guess. We keep hearing it's Obama. But here's the thing. Here's the little conundrum with Obama. Obama's become a multimillionaire, a very rich man. And if you notice, even that con man, Shyster, has suddenly tempered his message. Well, I think folks really kind of just want to relax and not be made feel uncomfortable as he sits in his multiple mansions. See, what's happened with Obama is him and Michelle were such con men. They came along and used the black thing to get where they are, making believe they were downtrodden black. She came from an upper middle class home. He came from a white black background, upper middle class. But they conned people with the Marxist crap and launched themselves into the upper stratosphere. And now that they're very wealthy, they see that the monsters that they have released will threaten them, take away from them everything they have made in this great nation because of capitalism and the freedoms that were granted to us in our constitution. So now even the con man, Obama, is suddenly saying, well, wait a minute, maybe Democrats are a little too unhappy and they make people too unhappy. So even he knows that the Frankenstein he has created is going to come and bite him in the ass, too. As I wrote before in some of my other books, once the guillotine started falling during the French Revolution and they killed all the counter-revolutionaries that were, could be found and killed, the guillotine was still very thirsty for blood, and they started to kill each other. Just as you saw the other day in China, when the new Mao, Xi, the most dangerous man on the planet, out of nowhere forcibly removed his predecessor from the podium of leaders of China. Shockingly, had a young Chinese military guy grab this old man by the arm who was stunned and take him out basically for execution. It could be exile, execution, it doesn't matter. The man's dead. This is how revolutions occur. After they kill all the counter-revolutionaries, they turn on each other. Castro did it. Fidel Castro fought in the mountains of the Sierra Mastre. And soon he seized power after overthrowing the evil Batista capitalists that he used to overthrow the government. And what did he do soon thereafter? Those of you who don't know history and are about to repeat it. What he did soon thereafter was starting to arrest, he started to arrest, persecute, torture, and execute all of the revolutionaries who fought alongside him in the mountains to become the dictator of Cuba. So this is what happens in revolutions. First they kill their enemies, then they kill each other, until eventually there's no more blood to be drawn, and the revolution burns itself out. We are in the early stages of this revolution. When it started is anyone's guess. I, I can give you five different starting points. All of them would be correct. The most recent starting point of this particular civil war was begun by the con man shyster Barack Obama and his degenerate Attorney General Eric Holder. They're the ones who started the ball rolling really down the alleyways. They're the ones who did it. It was Holder. I can read it half the things that they wrote. You'll never believe it looking at it now. They're in my book, Stop the Coming Civil War. So when I wrote this book, and I've done a podcast on this before, Stop the Coming Civil War, you can check it out. I have some 400 episodes of my podcast. There's going to be a new announcement this week about the podcast in a great publicity release that I'll put up on michaelsavage.com, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you'll hear about my advertising agency being so happy with you, the listeners, that they want to renew with me for another two years. Now, I got to tell you, as a side note, I wasn't sure that I wanted to do more work in, in this way. Remember, I'm doing four shows a week after radio, after 26 years in radio, which was my fourth career. I began in radio at age 52. What have you done at age 52? Good for you. You did the right thing. You played golf and died. Okay. You watched your sprinkler go back and forth on your lawn. 
you watch sports on Sunday while the left wing is taking your country away from you and your children. They, they're relentless. They don't stop. This is what's going on in this country right now. They are on the march. They've been on the march much before Obama. I could trace it back to the 1950s, but it's too much of a story to go through that right now. When I entered college, I believe it was, uh, I was 16 years old. Uh, so it would be 1958. I entered Queens College at 16. I had some very nice teachers. I didn't know almost all of them were communists. I believed what they taught me to be true. But as I got older, I realized almost all of them were emigres from Europe who fled Nazism and brought communism, communism light called socialism, or worse, to the children, and I was one of them. I was being brainwashed without knowing it in the Queens College of the City University of New York. We knew that CCNY was a hotbed of communism. We knew that. So, I mean, I, I you know, was reading all these stuff, Dewey and this and that in the education classes. I didn't know what it was all about. Kids are very impressionable. That's why so many children identify as gay or trans today, because the perverted trans lobby has now poisoned the minds of our children. So now children who are impressionable think they're gay. Isn't that wonderful? That's how revolutions occur. But I don't want to go into that. That is part, by the way, of the civil war that they're waging upon America, is perverting our youth with perversion, with marijuana, posted a story. And of course, many of you who are educated know it's true because I was simply quoting what emergency room doctors are reporting, the large numbers of teens who are coming into ER rooms psychotic with psychotic episodes or committing suicide for marijuana jumping out of windows, jumping off roofs, jumping out of wherever they are, marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. The THC today is so powerful. It's killing our children. And yet these governors now are all rushing to legalize it because it's like uh, legalized gambling. Again, I don't want to criminalize marijuana, but I want you to wake up to what it's doing to your children. Now, if you're an old fart and you take, you know, the CBD for your arthritis, that's different. I'm not talking about you old farts rubbing CBD oil on your arm. I'm talking about THC levels of 25% and more that are killing our children, driving them into psychosis. Ask ER doctors. But again, I'm just building up to the parallels between the coming civil war, which we already are in. We're in the civil war. We're not, it's not a coming civil war. Joe Biden, the most leftist president in American history. Again, I have to repeat this. You have to put this in context. Unless you have studied as long and as hard as I have, you, you may not know what I'm talking about. He is sometimes cogent, sometimes senile, walks off stages, hugs Easter bunnies, talks to himself. It's pathetic to watch. But when he is in charge, everything that comes out of his mouth is to the far left of Lenin. Almost everything he does is to the far left of Lenin. But you have to study Lenin to know that. You wouldn't know it listening to Jay Crapper. The media has destroyed the American mind the way drugs have destroyed the American youth. They are the drugs of our society. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So, why am I studying the Spanish Civil War? Well, there's a number of reasons. I've always loved Spain as a nation, the Spanish people. I've loved the Spanish culture. I have studied uh, Spanish literature going back to college when I studied the language Spanish for seven straight years. I was very, it was a difficult language for me. The tilde got to me. I had trouble with Spanish, but I loved the literature of Spain. And I lived in Spain one summer, and I lived in uh, remote islands, uh, remote, uh, remote villages in, uh, in, in Mallorca. I remember that in 1960, God, 66. What a great, great place that was. You still see old women dressed in all black walking in the streets of the villages of Mallorca at that time. I remember that cold winter, that one cold winter where I hung around in the Bar Africa, 
where all of the British expat writers and poets hung out, the real writers and poets, not the pseudo poets of San Francisco's North Beach, the mock poets. Anyone who calls themselves a poet is not a poet. Others have to tell you you're a poet. If you say I'm a poet, you're just a schmuck who can't make a living, basically. Poet, poet, poet. They're all in the school of the mock poets of Lawrence Ferlinghetti, may he rest in hell. So I'm getting off the track as usual, because I tend to do free association. This is not a scripted YouTube piece. So first, let me lay the groundwork of what I'm saying to you about the parallels, the alarming parallels at that, between what we're experiencing in America today and what happened in Spain in the 1930s during their Spanish Civil War. So first, if you come with me onto Wikipedia, which is sometimes accurate and sometimes full of uh, propaganda. The Spanish Civil War, Guerra Civil Española, was a civil war in Spain fought from 36 to 39. Now, here's an interesting take on language between the Republicans and the Nationalists. Notice how they stole the language then, the way they stole our color here. Notice how the communists here used the color blue, and they made we, the American patriots, red the color of communism. This is, they're very smart. Jake Tipper, Wolf Blitzer, and the others are some of the smartest devils the world has ever seen. So it was a fight between the Republicans and the nationalists. We now, you and I, are the nationalists. What's a nationalist? Borders, language, culture, and plain English. That's a crime now under the communist, left-leaning, socialist, madman, Barry, Ob uh, what's his name? Uh, O'Biden, 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 Barry O'Biden. It's a combo job. You get a combo job. Occasional cortex is the Evita Perón of our time. As I've said to you from the beginning, she's the most dangerous politician on the horizon because she stands for nothing. She's a good looking Hispanic girl and the Hispanic girl. And the fact of the matter is a lot of morons follow her. She's the Pied Piperette of communism and socialism, but her teacher was the most dangerous man in American political history who should have been deported at birth, Bernie Sanders, the communist bastard from the Upper West Side of New York who poisoned every community he has ever lived in. Okay, so we're laying the groundwork. Spanish Civil War was between the Republicans and the Nationalists. Even Wikipedia states, Republicans were loyal to the left-leaning popular front, left-leaning, they were communists, of the Second Spanish Republic, and consisted of various socialist, communist, separatist, anarchist, and Republican parties. So why didn't they call them socialist, communists, instead of Republicans? Because they appropriated the word Republican in Spain to trick the average Spaniard who was killing himself to make something come out of the earth, to make a living, to live. Republicans, they were communists. The opposing nationalists were an alliance of the Falangists, Monarchists, Conservatives, and Traditionalists, led by a military junta among whom the General Francisco Franco quickly achieved a preponderant role. Franco was a great man, a great man, by the way, and Franco lived right until 1975. They won the war. Now, you don't know whose side was on who. Who backed the so-called Republicans or Communists in Spain, the Russian Communists, they fought alongside them. The Russia, Soviet Russian Communists provided men, manpower, and weapons to the so-called Republicans in that war. Did we back anyone in the Spanish Civil War? You'll have to check it out. This was seen as a class struggle, a religious struggle, by the way, and it was partly a religious war because the communists left, attacked the churches, burned the churches, and killed the priests, the same way they did in Russia. But many of you Catholics are so stupid historically, you're still on the side of the Democrats. They would burn your church to the ground if they had power. They would throw your priest into an oven if they had the power. But you Catholics, you're about as smart as my Jewish brethren in the liberal wing. You don't know anything about politics, in my humble opinion. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. So class struggle, religious struggle, dictatorship, and democracy. Republican democracy. 
When have the communists ever seen, given us democracy? That's a lie. Between revolution and counter-revolution, between fascism and communism. Well, you could say between nationalism and communism, we'd be closer to the truth. Just because you love your nation and your borders, language, and culture does not make you a fascist. It makes you a patriot. But again, that's the use of language. Who won the war? The nationalists won the war, ended in 1939, and the nationalists ruled Spain until Franco's death in 1975. I'll pause right there to tell you that atrocities were carried out on both sides. And now a personal story. When I first arrived in San Francisco, it was 1974. And I um, loved the North Beach, San Francisco, if you want to call it writer literary scene. It was so alive. It was wonderful. You could disagree with people without being calling a fascist. I remember almost in the first weeks that I landed in San Francisco and I was hanging around with a bunch of there were a lot of fun people. Some of them are dead now. Some of them have died to me. They were dead to me a long time ago because I found out who they really were. None of them amounted to anything. They all thought they'd win the Nobel Prize. They're living in Bernal Heights in a, in a hovel, hoping they don't get mugged by the people that they love so much. I come there. I hang around with the people I'm drinking in the bars. You know, in between working, mind you. I don't just sit around and drink like they did. And they introduced me to someone who was revered in the community at the time. Honestly, I forgot his name. I'm not trying to degrade him. He was a tall, ugly person who they told me had fought in the Spanish Civil War as part of the Abraham Lincoln Brigade. They went over to fight with the communists or the Republicans, as they were called. And he told us all a story in a bar one day with madness in his eyes. His eyes were glowing as he talked about capturing a young soldier of the Nationalist Army, taking him to a cave with his fellow communists and torturing him with pliers pulling his eyes out. I was actually shocked to listen to a man tell me this story. It's one thing to do a thing like that. It's another thing to boast about it. I saw a madman, a crazy communist in front of my eyes. Of course, I never talked to him again. I never kept in touch with him again. I would see him in the streets and nod because I knew he was crazy and potentially a homicidal maniac. That was the first inkling I had of which side were the good guys and which side were the bad guys. Now, the same was done on both sides. Whole villages were wiped out by the communists, who they said were nationalists during this war. They burned villages to the ground of fellow Spaniards. So if you think that it's going to be based on race in America, you're wrong. This is a class war now going on in America, being fueled by Biden and his minions. They're fueling a class war in this country. Of course, they're using race as a weapon. Of course, they're, again, they're using the African-American as a soldier in their war. Now, many African-Americans have awakened to the fact that they're being used to be the foot soldiers of the, le of the communists. But not enough of them, I'm afraid, for the sake of themselves and this nation. So suddenly we're living through a civil war. It's on a low burner right now. The left, the communists, the socialists, the anarchists burned large pieces of America down a few years ago. And this piece of craziness in the White House and his minions called it peaceful protest. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Now, on the nationalist side, we had riots after Biden took office, which they're holding hearings on right now. At the time, I opposed it. I opposed it when I was on the radio. I opposed what they did now. I did not oppose loud, vociferous protest. But the minute I saw the mobs rising up the steps of the U.S. Capitol, I turned to my assistant. I said, this is no good. What the hell are they doing? But they didn't stop there. And then when I saw them trying to break the windows, I said, this is not good. What the hell are they doing? It was a bad time in American history. It should not have gotten to that. And there's no justification for it. However, I can tell you exactly what was behind it, if you'd like to know. The sense that they were losing their nation. The sense that the election had been stolen. 
the sense that the vermin in the media were lying around the clock about everything. It drove some of them over the edge into outright insurrection. Yes, there was insurrection. Make no mistake about it. The punishments are not fitting the crime at all. They were very excessive by this left-wing communist government. And it's to send the message to all of us, don't even dare say a word about us to anybody. Like what I'm doing now, they're threatening me in even speaking out. Remember the left used to say, oh, that'll chill free speech. Well, putting someone in jail for 10 years for rioting kind of tends to chill free speech, especially when the Antifa Black Lives Matter gangsters, not one of them ever went to jail. Where's the BLM gangsters who have taken millions of dollars for themselves? Why are they not in prison? Because you have a left-wing president and government that's looking the other way because they are their foot soldiers. So I want to dip into the book now. How many minutes have I been with you? See, time flies when we're having fun. So I'm going to go now to some of the writings and stop the coming civil war. Oh, there's Savage selling a book again. Well, first of all, it's a great book. Secondly, it's not in print. So thirdly, if you don't want to buy it, go fly a kite. Shut up. Go write your own book, you idiots. No one will read it. This was a raging bestseller. And you know why? Because it had the truth in it. You know, when I wrote it, it was called, it was the coming civil war. My publisher begged me to put the word stop in the front of it. 2014, I wrote it in 2013. Graduating to treason, question mark. Chapter two, the long march. Chapter three, the war in our borders, language, culture. Chapter four, the war in the U.S. military. Do you know why recruitment is down 25 to 50 percent? Because it's not the war in the U.S. military by these wonderful leaders we have, like General Milley. Milley ought to go put a corset on. It's a war on white men who they're calling white supremacists. Again, there's a war against the U.S. military where they're more concerned with whether the seam in the stockings of the trans uh, will remain on during a battle. Five, the war in the middle class, the war in American medicine. Sound familiar? What did I, pr- what did I predict? The war in American medicine, COVID. Seven, the war on civil rights. Eight, the war on science. Sound familiar? Fauci should be in prison for the rest of his life and all his assets seized going up to the third generation. Chapter nine, the war in our schools, sound familiar? Chapter 10, the war in our allies, sound familiar? Chapter 11, the savage truth, stopping the coming civil war. It was actually a masterpiece. So I'm going to read little pieces of it for you, only for my own sake today. It's a beautiful day out there. I know I should be out on a bicycle or bicycle boating, or maybe I should be hiking. Take a hike. Get some exercise. Exercise your body. Take some vitamins and take a hike. Don't exercise your mind or your soul. Don't exercise your thinking. That might threaten you. As I see it, the state of our union is in the most perilous position it's been in since the 1860s. We are under assault from both inside and out as our government moves to consolidate its domestic power, while at the same time weakening our defenses against the growing power of our global enemies. Hmm. And all the while, the liberal government media complex watches the storm clouds gather with few keystrokes of reportage, outrage, or resistance. Who wrote that? Oh, I did. And I said, I fear the worst. Right now, can you hear me now? I want to know how good my sound is. Yes, Michael, you like it or you don't. Michael, you ever have Sammy the Bull Gravano on you? What does that have to do with anything? Mr. Savage, you cracked me up. That, that's some comment. So in other words, they're laughing. That, that's what I got in my classroom today. Those who, are, those who were thrown out of school are listening. Is anyone out there with an education? What's wrong with you people? Do you understand how serious this is? Okay, maybe I'll just stop. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm in a classroom and I have uh, children who are nice people in there and they're smiling at me, but they don't hear a word I'm saying. They're waiting for the jokes. Right now, Americans are angrier and more divided than I've seen them since the 1960s, I wrote in 2013. What fires this rage is that we become a post-constitutional society. As you'll read in the coming pages, the system has been turned upside down. What's right is wrong. What's good is bad. What's subversive is patriotic. We now exist at the whim of lobbyists who control a government 
that is liable to do anything it wants to satisfy its lust for power. Right now, the nation is a tinderbox that can easily go up in flames because we're increasingly under the thumb of an administration that is destroying our 200-year-old tradition of defending our borders, language, and culture and replacing it with a culture of statelessness and corruption. I could pause right there because I think I've said it all. Biden has graduated to treason. We're living in a madness of times that no president could have ever gotten away in the past. If men like Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper did not exist, Biden would be in prison. How could a president flood America with five million illegal aliens that we cannot support? How can a mayor of New York who's, you look at his face, you see an idiot. Mayor Adams was part of the Internal Affairs Bureau. I only recently found out in New York City, he was a rat in other words. That's why he's fighting the rats in New York. Mayor Adams was a rat. He attacked cops in the NYPD. That's how he rose through the ranks, through affirmative action and action of being a rat. All he's known for is hanging around with scummy celebrities and buying $10,000 jackets at public expense. Now this Mayor Adams, if you want to call him that, Mayor Moron, is giving illegal aliens who were bussed into a city better treatment than American veterans have in VA hospitals. How can a country survive its traitors and its fools? I'm actually starting to quiver right now with rage. It's not good for my health. You know, I wake up sometimes and I think about these things and I stop myself because I say it's not good for my heart and I'm a recovering heart attack survivor. I can't do this day and night. But you can't just turn these things off. You follow me? You can't turn your mind off, especially when you know history and you see history repeating itself, which is why I took this beautiful Sunday today to read pieces from Stop the Coming Civil War and show you the parallels to the parallels with the Spanish Civil War of the 1930s. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. Let me see how I ended this book, if it's any good. I began this book by expressing my fear of a war between Americans orchestrated by Barack Obama. Although I sought to draw a parallel between our 16th and 44th presidents, it was not my intention to desecrate Abraham Lincoln or what he has come to represent. Though I vehemently disagree with his centralized government policies, Lincoln owns a worthy place in the tapestry of our great republic. The American Civil War began only a month after his first inauguration. Unlike Obama's, Lincoln's war was not the result of an intricately planned and implemented agenda. Our 16th president was far more a victim of his circumstances than the person who occupies the Oval Office today. You have to study who Lincoln was to understand how bad a man he was. But that's, I, maybe I'll do a whole podcast on the evils of Abraham Lincoln. I've been reading an awful lot more about him. What he did, he didn't do it to, to free the slaves, by the way. You don't know, you didn't know that? You thought that old Abe, honest Abe was just a nice guy who wanted to free the slaves. He even said in his own writings, in his own writings, if you study history, he said it had nothing to do with freeing slaves. It was to make sure there was no secession from the United States of America by the southern states who had the natural resources that he needed to keep the North humming along. In an 1862 proclamation, Lincoln declared that rebels and insurgents, oh, insurgents, in the southern states had created an insurrection. Gee, Nancy got that big word from Lincoln. And they were, quote, subject to martial law, and their right to a writ of habeas corpus was suspended. Lincoln is estimated to have arrested and imprisoned some 20,000 civilians and detained them without trials. During the Civil War, southern prisoners were held in internment camps. Internment camps by old honest Abe under deplorable conditions. At Fort Delaware, more than 2,000 Confederate soldiers died of scurvy and dysentery. Confederate prisoners in the Union camp at Rock Island were tortured by being hung by their thumbs. Gee, I didn't learn that in grade school when all the communist teachers were teaching me about Honest Abe in the Civil War. 
Well, that's a little bit of history. We've touched on a few different things here. On February 10th, 2007, I wrote, some 146 years after Fort Sumter surrendered and the American Civil War began, Barack Obama announced his first presidential campaign in Abraham Lincoln's hometown of Springfield, Illinois. In that speech, Obama declared that like Lincoln, he was out to, quote, free a people and, quote, transform a nation. Without question, we're living in a nation more divided than any since Lincoln's presidency. And we've entered a time and place that may be as dangerous as it was during the Lincoln years. I worry, though, that as happened in Lincoln's time, we're moving not toward expanded freedom, but toward civil war. I fear the worst. This was in 2013, published in 2014. We we're moving in that direction. And then by a miracle, Donald Trump became president. And again, I will say as bumptious and as loud as he was, he almost saved this republic from the communists, socialists, anarchists, and other bad actors on the stages of America. And now look what they've done to him and his family. They will stop at nothing to stop the American patriots and the American nationalists. And I hope that you are not intimidated. I pray to God you're not intimidated by the communist, socialist, anarchists, and perverts who are threatening every one of us, who are making us afraid to even speak out. We still have our freedom of speech. Just don't go over the line, especially right now, which is what they want you to do. They want a false flag before the election. Remember, the election's coming up. They could be thrown out in a landslide. I'm not so sure it's going to happen, by the way. There could be another Timothy McVeigh being planned right now, couldn't there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be. Could be. And who they'll point their fingers at? White supremacists. White nationalists. It's never a black male stabbing anyone or pushing them in front of a train, mugging an old woman, pushing a Jew down in the street, slugging an Asian American in, in Oakland. It's never an African American. It's a man. It's a man. But when it comes to anything that's suspicious, it's a white nationalist. It's a white supremacist. You know that there are Hispanic supremacists? Do you know that there are black supremacists? You didn't know any of that. That's because you haven't been educated sufficiently to know that. Well, that's it for now. The title is The Alarming Parallels with the Spanish Civil War. And my podcasts, as I say, are doing very well, thanks to you. My audience is bigger than it was on radio. It's a strange phenomenon that people don't understand. Well, I, I don't want to go into the demographics. You'll see from the press release that I have 2 million real. I, I don't know, it's 2 million a month. I don't know what it is. It's something like uh, 300,000 a week. So that's more than that. It's 500,000 a week. 500,000 a week are downloading the podcast. So you say, well, the radio audience was in the millions. Well, radio data is very flawed. People listen for a few seconds and turn it off. That counts as a listener. Podcasts are much different. People listen for a very long time. It's one of the reasons I can develop thoughts that I couldn't develop because my mind doesn't work in little sound bites. I'm not Jay Crapper or Wolf Blitzer. My mind is more expansive. And I like to think things through. I like to speak it through. I like to think out loud. I like to speak pictographically. That's why I'm so expressive with my hands, boys and girls, hands and mouth. So my YouTube channel has become a great outlet for me. I don't have to call up a program director. I don't have to turn on a microphone in a studio. They don't have to hire a call screener. They don't have to announce to the stations that I'm on. There's more freedom right now than I had ever before in my life. However long it lasts, I will express the truth while we still have the power to speak, be heard. Please, you don't have to yell in a restaurant. Just talk about what Obama, I almost said it again, what Biden, the senile leftist president, is doing to this country. You could say it to a friend or to a wife so others hear you. It starts with a murmur, and the murmur will spread until it's a roar. Do you know that Biden has brought in 5 million illegals into this country? Who's going to pay for them? 
Why is he doing this to this country? Why is he changing the demographics of the country? Just say things like that. Who's going to take care of them when we have veterans rotting in hospitals? When we have bums crapping in the street? Say things like that. Why is Fauci not in prison being a salesman for vaccines? I'll leave it at that. I didn't say a bad thing about vaccines, Mark. I'm afraid of the senses. The minute you say one bad thing about a vaccine, you're out of business. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So that's it, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this. I, I can't read all of the comments. I like to. I wish I could read the comments if they were bigger. I can't wait. What? Till the day comes, what comes? Vax scheme, thanks you. Make some comments, I'll read them now. Let's do that. Go ahead, start your comments because I'll come closer and read them. We'll make believe I'm going to read them. Radio still reaches the masses even though internet is the... Thank you, Doc. Thank you for a logical and clear message. It's been amazing. Run for office. Never. Actually, if I ran for office, I'd be younger than, uh, than Biden when I ran for office. I'd be younger than, uh, than uh, what's his name? The communist, Bernie Sanders. I could run for office, I'd be younger than Bernie Sanders. Unbelievable. Yes, the great replacement is real. They're pushing whites out of their own country. I know that's going on in Australia, Canada, Britain. Everywhere white people dominate, they're being pushed out by white elites who are replacing them with Africans and Middle Easterners. Anything else? That's not clear to you? Well, my friends... That's all I want to say. There's a lot more I want to say. But I'm not going to say it because I don't want to lose my platform. Now we're getting it. I don't know why don't you run for president. Wouldn't that be fun? You see the parallels? Well, I, and they're jumping too fast now. It's someone brought up Argentina. I'm also, I'm, I love Argentinian film and Spanish film, by the way. I on, almost only watch Turner Classic Movies set in the 50s, because it was pre-our um, uh, times. Like the ads today, I don't watch them. I click them off. I can't take it anymore. The lie, the big lie. So I watch 50s movies. Sterling Hayden, one of my favorite actors. Broderick Crawford, love him. They had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And there was always, the good guy always won. The cops were the heroes. The soldiers were the heroes. Now the vermin are the heroes. The criminal is the hero. The degenerate is the hero. What kind of question? What's my opinion on overpopulation? I don't see the left killing themselves, do you? We're becoming like South Africa, where soon it will be illegal to be white. Then I watch Netflix, but I generally look for Netflix um, pre-2018, 2019. That's before they started to uh, PC the movies. In the Since the Obamas injected their sickness into Netflix, the movies became very bad to watch. They have to inject one character in every Netflix drama that looks like Barack Obama or his wife. Yeah, they're like twins for Barack Obama or Michelle. But about 2018, 2019, if you went to Argentinian films, it was about Argentina and they were good. I like Castilian Spanish, by the way. I studied Castilian Spanish for seven years. I actually understand it. I love the Mexican people that I know, but I don't understand the language very well. It's a mestizo language. It's a mixture of Indian and Spanish. It's not a pure language, and I don't understand it that well. Am I allowed to say that, that there's a difference in, in Spanish dialects? Oh, my God. You mean I noticed that? Facts, ma'am, just the facts. I like Spanish movies. They have a wonderful film industry in Spain. Again, 2019, 2020, then it all went down the... The crapper, uh, when Obama, the Obamas injected themselves into, into everything that was picked by Netflix. So you can empower yourself by reading and finding like-minded people to listen to while it's still legal. Someone's asking me a great question. Any new books? Will it be Newsom or Trump? That's a great question, by the way which I'll do in a whole other podcast. Any new books? Yes. I've been working on a new book for about a year now with Newsmax, and it's going to be published around my birthday, God willing, March 31st or March of next year. It, it really will have to be my last book. 
because it's being rewritten. Here's the problem. I have to rewrite it almost every day. And I kept saying to them, what's the point of me writing it a year in advance? Because after the midterms, it's going to be a different book. Okay, so let's wait on the book. There will be a book, God willing, come in March from the great Newsmax uh, company. Love Newsmax. I know, I always say it's my last book, but you haven't seen any books, have you, since I left radio, right? You haven't. So no, that was my last book. But this is the one I'm working on now. Is it going to be Trump, DeSantis, Pompeo, or someone else? We will see. We will see. Is there anything else you want me to do right now? Let me know now or forever hold your peace because I'm going to hang up. It's 45 minutes with you. DeSantis is younger, more energetic, and would be a better candidate than Trump, someone says. Will Roses be published? It was published on Kindle. Kindle is a, a, a part of the Amazon book company. You can buy it as a download. You know, only a few hundred people buy them. That's all. It's okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't stole, stolen. Let me know when you want me to be your bodyguard. I live in Sonoma. Oh, these are all of the special forces guy who guys who like me. What do you think of Newsom as a chance? Yes, absolutely. Newsom not only has a chance, he's likely to be the president, by the way. That's a story for another day. I'm trying to tell you that. I want to tell you something. Remember the other day I did a, a thing on the $1.7 million toilet they were putting in in San Francisco? It reached a point of corruption in Pelosi's backyard that they're so drunk on power with the one-party system here in California that they said they're going to spend $1.7 million to build an outdoor toilet when the plumbing had already been put in in the park when the park was built. So it got public. I got inside information, and I was the first one to say that Governor Newsom is going to rescind the money for that. And it happened two days later. Just understand that I have ears and I hear things that you don't hear until after you see them elsewhere. I told you they were going to rescind, he was going to rescind that money because it would have been a terrible blight on his uh, on his record. And he pulled the money back. So if you want to know things, you can get them from different sources. I should remain one of your most important sources until I can't be uh, doing this anymore. Well, one other thing, one other thing on my mind. What we have learned with the senile presidency of Joe Biden. While in England, they got rid of trust in 40 some odd days, our own party removed her. The same thing had been done in this parliamentary system that England has with um, Neville Chamberlain. Neville Chamberlain was a far leftist in a labor party, but he was so stupid. I've just come back from seeing Herr Hitler, President Hitler, and peace is at hand. That was Neville Chamberlain. Hitler then invaded another country the next day. His own party knew that their, their survival was at stake. Not that they cared much about the country. They didn't care. The labor, the labor government never cared about England. They cared about survival only and their own power. They, they voted to remove Neville Chamberlain. So here... We just saw the conservative party voting to remove Truss. Is it Truss or Triss? I don't know what in they trust. The conservative, so-called, even though she was a Trojan horse faker. Here in America, we're stuck with Biden. The man is literally, overtly, a second-year medical student knows he's senile. You know the gate that he has, G-A-I-T? It's the gate of someone who has Parkinson's disease in advanced stages. He looks to me like he has Parkinson's dementia. It's a very sad disease. He's very sick. He should be given the rest that he needs, and his wife should not be doing this to him. But what I'm getting at is that if we lived in the same nation, he would have been removed by his own party. Get it? We are, we are stuck with the worst system the world has ever seen. The two-party system is as corrupt as any system could ever be on the planet. You may as well have no system as a two-party system because it's Democrats or Republicans, no matter what, which way you spin it. No matter what you do, Republicans or Democrats, largely. You get some window dressing. Biden should have been removed by his own party for the sake of the nation and for his own, his own health. 
even another Democrat. You say, well, what about her, the vice president? She will be president within six months, maximum. He can't go on much longer. I said to you, any second year medical student of neurology sees a decline like this, then there's ups and downs, and now he's on a steep decline. The walking off the stage, freezing in the middle of a conversation, reading the word, uh, he reads the word com and dot com. He doesn't know where he is. This is the leader of the free world? It's frightening. Meanwhile, a war rages on, and this putz doesn't even know there's a war. Okay. One day I'll do a podcast on Ukraine and Russia because I pray for peace. I'm the bad guy. I'm the fascist because I want peace. And you're the liberal. You're the, you're the lover of peace because you want death and war. Isn't that wonderful? Remember I said in this book how everything is upside down? The left is now the, the, left is now the fascist movement of America, which I wrote in another book 10 years ago. Left-wing fascism seen by many people. Blue is red, red is blue, up is down. Straight is twisted, twisted is straight. War is peace. So all of you who want more war are peaceniks. And I who want peace and call for diplomacy, I'm, I'm the bad guy. I'm the fascist. Is that it? Look in the mirror. You'll see how insane you have become. You leftists are mentally ill. You're dangerous and mentally ill. But I think your time is up. Very, very soon, there will be a tsunami to bring peace to America and peace to the world. From my voice, to God's ear, God willing, and God bless America, because surely we need his blessings. Thank you for listening these beautiful 50 minutes on this sunny Sunday. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.